Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Grail Hunters Australia Podcast. We've got a few great episodes lined up for you and as of Episode 1, you can also find us on YouTube. All our videos will be streaming there, whether it's Zoom meetings or one day when we're eventually out of COVID, in person with all our friends and all our guests. <laughs> Spring break! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get fucked up! Yeah. How are you guys doing? Oh, good, man. Good. Jesus, on, your hair is grown. <laughs> you and Bobby, it's good. Bobby and Ken, Jeez. right there. There's not much difference. It's actually the same person. Fuck are we guys? Jeez, it's been a while. It's been a while, oh, man. It's, it's been a while. You got more beard and hair than last time I saw you. Oh. I haven't seen I, Mike. I haven't seen you this year. I've got a surprise gift for you from uh, Roger that's been lying here, and I'm like, I can't tell you about it. And I can't post mine because he gave us each one, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And he's like, has Mike seen it? No, Mike hasn't because he's fucking in lockdown. Uh, oh man, it's been a while. So we, we've got to let's make excuses, shall we? Uh, we've all just we've all been inflicted with fatigue. Point cook, point cook internet's been broken. <laughs> yep. Barry yep. didn't even have internet. It's like, the Westies internet, like... right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let's call it episode one, season three, because it's been three months. So let's. It was the off season. It was winter. Yeah, like it was like lockdown. <laughs> we approach it with new vigor, and yeah. we uh, we're ready to go. But how, how about today, guys? What a weird day, you know? What a fucking weird day. What a weird yeah. week. What a weird year. Like, I thought yeah. at this point in time, we'd be all out of this. Shit will be back to normal, right? Yeah. yeah. But here I, here we are, like, mm. fucking more cases than a year ago and more riots than a year ago. And yeah, the Westgate Bridge was fucked yesterday. And today we had an earthquake just to, uh, like, oh, you thought you knew what was happening today? Here's the yeah. fucking earthquake. Now, the Thank only you, thing God. that would have made that better would have been if the earthquake happened yesterday while they were on the Westgate Bridge. Oh, man. That's the first <laughs> thing Imagine I thought. Imagine that. That would have been so good. Do you know what? My commute to work in the mornings and afternoons, you're, you're stuck on that Westgate for 20 minutes, and you feel it when a truck drives past you. You feel it when it's windy. It, it's designed to have a little bit of leeway. Right, yeah. and I think I think it's good for the posture of the bridge and blah blah blah. But imagine the earthquake because all of a sudden that shit's rocking the <laughs> yeah. way it's not supposed to rock. Yeah, I remember yeah. December two thousand seventeen. They actually closed it because there were cracks to the point where you could see through it, the bridge to the water. <laughs> it wasn't just tarmac cracks; it was really big cracks. So, so I questioned the integrity of that bridge at any point in time, and having something like that happen, yeah. Well, it does have a very. Yeah. Very dubious uh, past, doesn't it? I was going to say colourful, but dubious is probably a better mm. word. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That much for lockdown seven. I think um, everybody in fucking Melbourne's over it. Um, whether you're pro mask, pro fucking everything, whether you're vaxxed or not vaxxed, it, it's a waiting game now, right? I think yeah. the Victorian softly, softly approach is getting to everybody. So um, it is what it is. Like yeah, yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Just hibernate and get through it. Yeah, and I when think you... we should set ourselves a challenge. It's six weeks till we're seventy or eighty percent where we should change it. So let's do six episodes. We've yes. got enough yeah. fucking content, right? 
I've got enough beer in my beer fridge. (laughs) (laughs) I have a beer fridge. (laughs) I um, I have to admit, I I have been drinking more than I ever have. I normally leave it for the weekend. I've found like I'm like I'll drink only on weekends, and that's you know that's my thing. I'm finding excuses for like Uber Eats beers just for the sake of having beers, and I don't even necessarily want them when they're there. Like I'm just like, hey, all right, I'll get this. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm drinking too much. I think um, in terms of powering up to Super Saiyan level, myself and Ben is probably on the next level up. Ben's hair is already reflecting it, but um, I find myself run. I've had lunch today. It's 12.30. I've got a meeting in half an hour. What I'm going to do before my meeting is go to my beer fridge and sort the beers in the order I'm going to drink them later on today. (laughs) (laughs) So so around 12.30, what I do is I shuffle shit around. I start thinking, I'll have the Kaiju starters. I'm going to have a Black Hornet for mains. (laughs) I'm going to unwind with a sour and maybe a dessert beer after. And then I'll go back to Kaiju if I have another one to go. And that's that's my head because then my headspace for three, four, five hours is like I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to well hit the gym at home with my two dumbbells. And while I'm gymming, I'm going to just check on the beer fridge and look. I'm like that, you know. It's like a fucking glory (laughs) hole. (laughs) I have a uh, I have a Pavlovian response now to the crick of a red wine bottle being opened. It's like when you're 14 and you see hand cream. <laughs> it's a trained response. Like, oh, that's yeah. sexy. That's a sexy smell <laughs> of hand cream right there. Uh, that's me with saliva. I've never had the luxury of hand cream. <laughs> I just see a dog drool in. I'm like, oh. I was just going to say, I was just say at, at the very least, I have a chance saliva. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, spit in my hand, quick! <laughs> I've got dry mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's not go there. It's been a while, guys. It's been a while. Um, I think shit's changed, right? The market's changed. Comics have changed. The comic shops survive miraculously. Things things are going the way they are going, right? But um, we're living in a different world. Convention circuit yeah, in America is different. 100%. Um. So many big names are just not attending conventions in America at the moment, despite them being like 56% vaccinated last time I saw, because they just don't want to spread it, right? It's people who are a bit more mindful and they're like, yeah, I've been vaccinated, but I can still carry and share it. So I'm just going to avoid it in the first place. I saw. And and I was going to just add to that, given how conservative, how much more conservative we are about the approach to these type of things. I I can't expect cons to come back, you know, yeah, locally, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be shitty. I think the states where it's not as prevalent, Perth, South Australia, different story maybe. But even with them, they're not gonna have foreign talent. They'll they have local talent. They'll have interstate yeah. talent. They're not mm. gonna have the Kevin Eastmans and and the Jim Lees. Well, Although Jim Lee hinted at him being here next year. Um, yeah, that's not it's still happen. a long way off, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe you know what? Maybe next year. That's what we said last year. If I find the recording, yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, like the way that I'm seeing it is, I'm testing it on the market as far as like music goes and concerts here go. Um, they've announced, or as of tomorrow, oh, I don't know when this is going live, so we might as of September 23rd, tickets for Night and Day Festival go on sale, uh, and it's a two day festival at Cryo Castle in Ballarat. Yeah, I saw that. You can do Justin. <laughs> you know I'm sleeping every, over. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Three band on that's Australian though. Parkway Drive is headlining. Yeah. Yeah. So and and they've said as well they're doing another festival next year called Unify and it's got like some like weird name and again same thing is every Unity band on isn't that's it? Australian. Unify Unity. Unity so yeah. Yeah, and then it's got like some other, like it's like Unify Forever or some shit. Yeah. And it's that. that it's just Australian bands on that as well so i think our cons are probably going to go the same sort of way of we may get them next year but it's going to be like australian yeah. and maybe new zealand guests yeah well we'll get neil gaiman because he's new zealand we'll get jackson some random and whatever movies they are forming i'm sure scott and those guys will will bring bring them in yeah i know the previous previous punisher dudes yeah at the moment filming a movie so it could happen man could happen Let's hope. I mean, people, can you just imagine being around people again? It'll be, um, I think it'll be a bit of an adjustment, actually, you know? Yeah. Like, even even when you're in the supermarket, you're still, you're kind of not as hyper-vigilant as you were, like, which is, ironically, you know, we, we're not as, um, it's a bit more contagious, this this variant. Yeah, the Delta. Remember the first time, man, it was like madly washing your hands and everything. I think yeah. everyone's just relaxed into this sort of groove of, kind of almost there but not quite yeah. yeah if i could draw an analogy of where we're all at a mask will be under our nose but we'll still be wearing the mask yes. that's yeah. a, that's the level of care factor that the human race have at the moment I, Melbourne. I that is probably and i never thought that I, i'd be able to like live through something where this becomes a pet peeve that is the thing that annoys me the most with people right now is the chin diapers the ones that wear the mask and their nose is out i'm like nah Nah, yeah, I never thought that would be my pet peeve, but it is. I want to take like a steering wheel lock to everyone's knees that does that. Yeah, my pet peeve is when people use their own spit to masturbate, but we've all got our things. <laughs> You're just jealous, all right? <laughs> like, I'll teach you how to like properly, you know, like. <laughs> I've got one of those go. ancestry DNA tubes. I'll send it to you in mail. I'm using Grandma Neville oh, today. Like, yes. Episode's going to be five minutes again. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got to send it off. You have to send it, to send it off that. Like, this is the strangest sample we've ever received. Smells a little bit like pineapple. <laughs> like, Smurfs, guys. Smurfs. Yeah. So what have you guys been up to, Ben? Mike, I know you, you, you're kind of getting back into buying comics and not just geeking out on games and stuff like what have you been up to have you bought stuff have you been in the market for yes. stuff are you looking at so, things what's happening I'm, I'm looking it's hard to sort of like i've been buying stuff like i've been buying modern stuff um secret headquarters shout out to them i don't know if we can do that but they've been because i'm in uh the, the radius like mm. uh they've actually been like hand delivering the comics oh that's good week, eh? like on yeah a, on a lot Saturday, of the shops like, are doing stuff like that eh? so that's been really cool so that's if anything that makes you at least for me deliberately buy more to help support them since they're going out of their way to help you know their their customers oh, for sure for thing. sure and i'm um, very mindful of the fact that you know yeah. they don't have that walk-in and yeah know, half of my comics would come from the fact that i've got my pull list i walk in but i buy five more or ten more or yeah, whatever, yeah, right? yeah 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 and you don't have that walk-in so i'm like I'm like a pervert at the moment. I'm sending Mark at Big City Comics like, send me photos of what you have. Yeah. <laughs> send me some sexy comic photos. And yeah. then I just pile shit on, right? Um, 
yeah so it's good me. so it's at least they're um, keeping you keeping you um are you actually reading it or is it just a yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah. i've been reading some um I went back, I was reading like solicitations for comics that maybe I'd missed the first couple of issues. Um, Like um, that Texas Blood and Vinyl being like two, and Scumbag Mm. being Mm. three comics that um, I heard good things, but I was too far to like get on at the beginning. And yeah, like I just messaged, I was like, look, do you have these comics? Can you still order these comics? You know, like, and what's been awesome is, they have been able to get those comics, but they're not coming in on in issue order. You know, like I might get issue eight of one and yeah, then like yeah, the yeah. next week. Before. But it's been actually like really fucking cool because I'm getting excited. I'm like, oh, now I can read this small run. Like, and then and then you got it, yeah. Um, and and that's actually made it feel almost like comic hunting again because I need that next issue to be able to read, but I might not get it. But I'll have issue five waiting, and so I've got to get you know issue two three four before i can even and it's been good um yeah. department of truth holy shit oh, that's, that's all finally hey that's all i need to say like, finally um, how far are you I into now, it how far are you into it how far have you read into it i think i'm issue five or six so like i'm halfway as to yeah what it's into. oh man and you know what it keeps getting so, better it keeps oh getting better. i I always, I don't know if you do the same. Whenever I get new comics, every comic, as I'm unbagging it, um, I flick through. I don't read, but I just flick through. I look at the art and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I look at like, it's like watching a trailer. The, yeah. So I looked at the newest issue and it starts off like, you know, with like, it looks like a cartoon at the beginning. I'm yes. Like, uh, yes. I know exactly. And the I was like, what the hell? And I was like, have I like read, like bought the wrong comic? I look at the cover, no, like this department of trip. And so I flick through to the, like the middle and I go, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But that makes me now pumped to go back, finish it, catch up to date, you know, so that I can see what's going on here. Yeah. Um, That's been insane. Probably the other series, fuck. Is, yeah. Scumbag where that's, that's remember. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, each each issue is illustrated by a different artist. I love that fucking idea. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure and I it, had it, that it's first, nice, but, but it's subtle, yeah. eh? The fact that it's illustrated by different people, it's not yeah. it's not in your face because it's so yeah. entertaining and the story is so good that you don't really care. It's so, it's not like when you're reading a a DC comic where it's such a significant deviation of style that you're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, it's actually pretty. That good. was a question I actually wanted to like bring up. Um, we've got what Hulk coming out soon. The non-immortal Hulk, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Donny Cates and Ryan Otley. Now, I'm always skeptical when they make like an all-star team like this. I go, how long are we going to get? Like five issues, three issues, six before all of a sudden Otley's off the book, and we'll have you know. But Cates has proven. Cates has proven that. With the previous Kate runs, has, but like despite Kate the fact has, that but... the artists change, the story yeah. stays consistent, and the the the, the how, how's the best way to describe it? The feel of the art is not it's it's not offensive. Like you can change artists, but it's the same look and feel when it changes the yeah. artists. Yeah, I mean, the, story. the probably... venom venom was pretty smooth. Um, was it? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, different yeah. artists worked on it, right? But it wasn't like terrible it wasn't like when i'm buying 
Suicide Squad for Jim Lee, and he only does half an issue, and all of a sudden I'm looking at uh, Amanda Waller, and she looks like a midget. It's not the same. Yeah, they're not winging. It. They're not winging it. <laughs> um, but that was like, like when Dumbledore changed in Harry Potter. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, look, are you going to blame that guy dying for the reason why we got a new Dumbledore? Like, really? It shows a distinct, <laughs> a distinct lack of commitment. Is all it, I can uh, say. <laughs> it resulted in, like, oh. it resulted in a book burning in Point Cook, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of angry yeah. tweets to the writer. Um. Yeah, before Twitter was around, but there were tweets. Um, but like, probably like the most jarring book recently that I, or not so recent now, because it's like up to like issue seventy five or something. Was I remember Amazing Spider Man was Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Nick Spencer's still on it. Yeah, he did. He did a big run on it. You went from uh, Ryan Otley to Ramos, back to some Otley back to Ramos, and they're not similar in any way. Like, they have very – they look like they may have gone to, like, the same art style, tried to, but, yeah. like, it's jarring to that point where it's like, oh, mm. I don't want to read issue seven with Otley's art and then read issue eight, which is the same storyline. Yeah, that's know, different. Eh? That's, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's hard. So what I want to put to you guys is – how much does a creative team matter to you? And if and and I hope that maybe even the Grayleys listening to this episode, I'd love to know what they think. If the artwork is jarring or if it changes substantially, how much does it put you off season, like off a series? Like for instance, ten grand did it. The strength. Oh fuck! What, I'd never say his name was the guy that did like Battlestar Galactica and shit. Yeah. Um, and it was originally him and Temple Smith doing the artwork. Yep. And then Temple Smith left because he seems to leave every project he works on. Uh, much love to him, though. We know my love for Temple Smith. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does leaves. change it, right? Yeah. And they got, I think it was like CP Smith 3 to do the artwork for the series. And it was vastly different. Um. And it, it, it hurt me. So I want to put it, yeah, to the Greylies and to you guys. How much does, like, a drastic artistic change or writing change affect the future of that book and your pull list? Well, I can't well, talk about books, but I, if you talk about just any media in general, when they, they um, change canoes midstream, you know, um, when I was a kid, it was when they changed the uh, actor that played Pigsy in Monkey. <laughs> it was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that also led to a lot of book burnings. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky there was only two channels back in those days because otherwise I was off. I think it's about capturing, if they don't, if they don't capture the, the same essence of what they inherited, They've got to still make it palatable for you, you know, yeah. that you re yeah, fall in love with the different is, flavor of it. You correct, know? correct, correct. And it, it, it is like, it's like when you, you fall in love with a character because of the genre and the appeal of it and the way they represent it. Like the aesthetics is so important. Like when they draw it right and the color palette's right and everything's good, and all of a sudden somebody just comes and fucks it up because they're changing direction. And you're like, yeah. you're not familiar with it and it's untested. 
you're going to be angry. Like I remember, and and I think I've mentioned this drunk on previous podcasts. <laughs> I remember sending uh, Wildstorm. I've sent Wildstorm e- emails back in the day about when they did this with Wildcats because with Wildcats they had Travis Cheris on it. They had um, amazing artists where it was a bit dark and violent and everything, but all of a sudden they just switched to a very flat two-dimensional story where it was a lot more it was more lot lot more noir driven it was the color palette was dulled down there wasn't yeah. it was a lot a what lot more talking noir? heads it was just noir it was a lot more <laughs> talking heads right it was just more t- talking heads and it was just like what the fuck man you can't you can't just do this to us it is insulting um, well, the, a classic example would be Star Wars. I mean, everyone's childhood there. <laughs> and imagine the expectations. Like if someone said, hey, we want you to make a Star Wars prelogy or or, or, or sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. man, the weight of, of the creators of those, yeah, I just don't know, you know, how... <clears throat> I couldn't do you it. I couldn't right, deal it's... with that visceral. <laughs> like I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. You just get yeah. spitting your hands somewhere and cry. <laughs> yes, that's it. But yeah. uh, it's just a case in point is that we have these things, you know, especially things that really mean something to us. They happen so rarely that I guess you sort of treasure that they occur in the first place and you hope that they, they continue on, but yeah. rarely do they. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not talking in context. It's not. It's not like the Point Break remake. That shit, but it's a different yeah. type of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so yeah, for me, for me, it's just so shit that it doesn't matter. But when they yeah. imagine, imagine if a different director took Back to the Future two and made it a serious movie, Whoa. like I would yeah. be, I, eight year old Neville would be on the Westgate Bridge with fluoro throwing bottles over the bridge. Right. That's 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 the impact it would have on me because yeah. it doesn't follow the direction that it set out to, to do. I think you should mention that, right? Did you, have you watched the movies that made us yet? Cause we banged on. I love a lot it. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, Eric Stoltz is Marty McFly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they have the side by side photos of Eric and yeah. Marty, Eric and Michael J. Fox side by side. Yeah. Yep. It shows you, it shows you. A... Imagine, imagine we watch that movie with Eric and I'd be yeah. like, you know, I liked I'm, him in Prophecy, but this is fucked up. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've only ever watched one movie that Eric Stoltz was in, and it was Anaconda. And he was like some arrogant doctor or something like that in it. Mm. And he literally got like wrapped around by this like huge Anaconda <laughs> and like eaten alive. And there was definitely some glee in that when I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. But I think are we are oh, the can, can I can I can I give you homework? Because we, if we're going to be doing six yeah. episodes. Go watch the prophecy. Prophecy. I'll send um, you a message so you don't forget. Just go yeah. watch the prophecy, and then we talk about Eric Stoltz again next week. Also, think, watch um, Power Power of One. Was he in Power of One? Was he Piscop? He was Piscop. Yeah. Was he? No. Was he? No. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure oh, he was Piscop in Power of One. I'm going to Google the shit. I'm looking it up now. Piscop. Um. um the next best South African line, Afrikaans line, <laughs> diplomatic immunity. And it's I, still love, I still love diplomatic immunity. <laughs> my phone, <laughs> my, dude, my phone auto corrected it to Puskop. Sometimes we give it in, man. You just, you just, you're on the Asia yeah. radar now, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we should be thankful that they've just left Gleaming the Cube alone. Imagine <laughs> Gleaming the Cube 2021. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Um, I, I am not I ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I can't do that. I think that um, remakes and stuff are more forgivable. I can deal with, let's say, a Back to the Future remake than a Part Four. I'd be like, leave the trilogy alone. Do not fucking touch the trilogy. Yeah. Do a remake. You go. All right. You know, like in all honesty, a remake happens. You pretty much know it's going to be shit from day dot. You know it's going to be shit. Because um, I can think of two two examples that will we will by the end of this year we'll be able to comment on this with the latest example. Uh, a, a sequel is um, Ghostbusters Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Yeah. And we got Matrix Four. Matrix Four. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Um, versus oh my god, Jude. it's Stephen Dorff. It's not him, it's Stephen, Stephen Dorff. Dorf. I was gonna say, it's not different. You fucking prawn. <laughs> both, have, both have German surnames, uh, only one of them is still living, though. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, Which one's dead? Huh? Which one's dead? Oh no, Stephen Dorff is still alive. I'm sorry. Stephen Dorf I was just going to say, I didn't even know he was sick. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his head was too big for his little body. All right, and he I'm fell sorry. over he's, and died. He's, um, <laughs> I forgot. He's, he's, his career is dead. <laughs> he made a mistake. I'm like, if he died in a movie, it's not real. Oh, isn't he? Uh, the, are they doing another blade? I'm thinking of another blade. I'm thinking, I'm think, thinking about. Gonna... um. Brad Dorif. Jesus, <laughs> Daniel Craig was in Power of One. I need really? to go back, watch this again. Yeah. Oh man, I have not watched the Power he of One. He probably infiltrated the Nazis. Yeah. As 007. <laughs> uh, I gotta go watch it again. Anyway, anyway, back on track. Back on track. Yes. This is all as a result of uh, what are you reading, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> Piscop. Prawn. It is always because of like what I'm reading, but yeah, I've I've actually really enjoyed it. It's bittersweet. I've enjoyed coming on the tail end of some of the series that I'm currently reading because it's made it hard to get those issues, and I like a challenge. So being able to like find. Whereas, like, some challenges are a little bit more expensive or impossible than others. Like, uh, I'm, I've been trying to get, like, the issues of Venom. Yeah. And you would know, Neville, that they're not necessarily cheap to get those issues. Yeah, some yeah are, there's some key ones, eh? But, but... They'll be um, key for a long time. But, you know, and I'm still trying to, like, knock those out. But I also know that there's more, I guess, easily accessible comics that, like, maybe I've missed an issue or two that I can grab and jump onto, which has been yeah, great, yeah, being able to yeah. do that. Yeah. We should move on from what Mike's been reading. Ask me what yeah. I've been reading. <laughs> what have you been what reading? What have you been reading? The T's and C's. Okay. <laughs> what have you no, been no. reading? I, I'm going to say Ben's been reading the T's and C's around buying a mobile kitchen bench. <laughs> <laughs> What is the warranty period of this bench? <laughs> <laughs> is it earthquake proof? I never so thought I'd you, have to ask that. So when you started your renovations, did you imagine that you're going to have to dig a hole in the back garden and just pour money in it? Or Did yeah. you when you made your res- the, renovations, did you know that you were going to be like making a room for like a 12 foot hole? <laughs> yes. I had to lift my ceiling. <laughs> yeah. You kept telling Ange the skylight needs to be taller. <laughs> 
and wider. So, uh, at least 12 feet. At least 12 feet. And the, uh, the cracked masonry on the ground is what's in at the moment. <laughs> and then oh, you just nod at her and be like, you'll understand later. It's, it's, it's hard at the moment for me because I've had such... I, I have just been drained of money from the most boring shit, you know, yeah. to the point where even I, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would try and embezzle money out of the household some way to, to placate my need to acquire things. <laughs> but even, even I, I've talked myself out of that at the moment because um, uh, we've just had, like, it was the kitchen and then um, we upgraded Angie's car, my wife's car, um, yeah. and that was the single. All the, all the adult shits, right? All that. Yeah. Adult. Yeah. And Ange now has a Supra. <laughs> like... Yes, that's it. <laughs> she, she, she picks up shopping in a uh, Turbo 400 Pontiac. <laughs> um, like a Hemi with like the biggest, like a Cuda, like massive. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps on she keeps on burning the shopping bags on the side pipes is it is it do you know what you you bring up I, I know we're joking but you bring up a very relevant point and this is probably the the thorn in the paw of every collector on grill answers is the fact that you know you're going to spend 50 bucks 500 bucks five thousand bucks you can spend it on something for the house, something to upgrade or maintain the, the structure that gives you life, mm. or you can just buy a fucking comic with it. <laughs> Do you think yeah. every person in that group has got to wake up every day and make these critical decisions? Like, mm-hmm. I got I X dollars. I make that decision today. <laughs> I got X dollars. X dollars. Is it going to go to this comic? Or do I want to have a nice lunch tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. We're all in the same boat, right? I, yeah, I had to make that decision exactly today. Like literally today. Uh, Groot's getting old. You know, she's seven now. Uh, and you went and bought a started, comic. Yeah, no. She started food? doing uh, arthritis injections. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I found out they're not that cheap. They're not. Yeah. So doing that and i'm gonna like take it back like monthly it looks like or like bi-monthly yeah and i'm like that's comics i told her i was like you better fucking like stay cute otherwise i'm just gonna let it like yeah. <laughs> bring you down to nothing <laughs> like, to <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i'm like i'm literally choosing you over comics right now so you better yeah. fucking make sure that you stay cute yeah that's all right look man i i've been i was looking after a 16 year old sausage dog for the past year i know oh, what fudge. i know what that feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, a, that's it's a very one-directional really relationship. It's a very one-directional <laughs> relationship with a dog like that. Oh, they definitely don't know like how much they cost you. Like they don't care. Like, oh, okay, like you've just spent eighty dollars on a consult where nothing happened in it. You know, that was just a conversation. She walks in and goes like, "Why is the food bowl empty?" It's like what the fuck? You just cost me eighty dollars to have a chat about you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys have you ever watched the Goldbergs? Do you know no. the sitcom? All right, it's one of the best sitcoms. But the mom in the Goldbergs, she's like an overbearing, stereotypical mom that wants to be involved in the in the kids' lives, right? So everything revolves around making sure these kids are these kids are looked after, cared for, and have everything they need. And in our house, because we kind of watch binge watching the sitcom on on uh, I think it's on Amazon. Because of the the sitcom and everything being in the back of our mind, we've kind of related those our dogs to the kids in the sitcom, and a lot <laughs> has become the mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's just like 
Yeah, you want to make poopy? <laughs> you want to make poopy? He does the hand thing to fudge. Like, you want to make poopy? Alana also does that to Neville as well, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> Neville doesn't know when he hears, do you want to make whoopy? And when do you want to make poopy? Either way, he says yes. Next like, minute, I shit the bed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like cradling the sphincter, the log as it comes out of your sphincter is a bridge too yeah, far, yeah. if you ask me. There you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, what was I saying? So yeah, I've um, uh, I I haven't I did upgrade the PC, which is about as, as close to as quasi fulfillment as I could get. Um, but I, I had to, you know, um, you had guys to. don't have to manage PCs around small children who just fill it up with junk and then you know um, and viruses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the so, conversation I've had with you, right? You can be like, oh, I need to upgrade the PC. I'm going to spend three grand on it. I'm recording on a service pro that cost me a couple of hundred and that made me nauseous because it's money I could spend on comics. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to buy a new yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. that's the thing. You know, Mike and I have got the similar addictions. We we um, we we game a bit, you know, um, and and you've got to you've got to have decent PCs to game, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought you also spit in your hand. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. There's That's no. Right. There's. There's. I never have time alone in my house. Like there is never. I'm never the, the only no person there. in this house. So just think about that. As far as you internalize it. it at work. Those poor gorillas. They don't have a fireplace, but Ben's always chopping some fucking wood outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway i'm looking forward to all of the awesome gifts i'll get for my 50th birthday and lock birthday in lockdown hint, oh, hint. that sucks man that sucks when, that when's you, that? When's that? it doesn't suck that you're 50 it sucks that it's in lockdown once again yeah well um mid-october 7th mid-october and we were in lockdown then last year. That's when I did the yeah, drop. Well, see, I, I couldn't did. even fucking see him when I dropped his prezi. I just had to go and do a drive-by. Well, yeah. last year was my 30th and it was in lockdown. Like mine was September 9th. Mm. Yeah. But last year was my 30th in lockdown. And I thought this year, because we were doing all right, I was like, I'll, I'll celebrate my 30th just a year later. Yeah. And then there was like only a couple of weeks before my actual birthday. That, yeah, look, we're going into lockdown again. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this is- yeah. Um, we should do this. You know, when we're out of lockdown, Ben, yeah. we're going to go to like Bartronica or something like that. Yep. And we'll do like a journey. Just have a Grady's birthday party for everybody. For yeah. everyone. But like we'll do, it, it'll be at 880 because I was turning 30 last year. You're turning 30 this uh, 50 oh, no, this year. What we should do? Yeah. What we we'll should do? We'll do an 80th. I've got a better idea. Like it's not just us that's missed out, right? That's Other people true, missed out too. So what we should do, everybody shows up, they put their yeah. fucking birthday down and every half yeah. an hour we sing happy birthday and drink a shot or drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Let's do that. Perfect. Let's do that. And like, do- like a Grail Hunter's birthday party. Yes. And we do a Chris Kringle for it, but it's for birthday <laughs> for presents, birthdays. right? So everyone. <laughs> the birthday who, Kringle. It's, it's like, yeah. oh, it's your birthday. Here you go. Like his, and it's from, you know, whatever random person got you. Just for give that. Mike some so spit in a test tube. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's it. Some Mike juice. You're in, a pile like, of 100% pure Mike juice. <laughs> 100%. I just want like one of those like pump bottle palm olive things to spill with everyone's saliva. <laughs> like, 
season three palm island pump bottle <laughs> like, you go you go to the shop they say <clears throat> have you neville yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it only yeah, takes yeah. three taps to neville <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Uh, three shakes and you're never in with yourself. <laughs> Two. Oh, I always do the extra one. <laughs> the post one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what, what I've been thinking, though, right? Is like the blessing in disguise with lockdowns is it's forced me, me as a collector and fucking hunting books and shit. Just to, yeah, you know, it's the only thing I'm focused on. I'm not distracted by live rugby games or going to bars or watching bands or drinking with friends. I can just literally play on my phone for nine hours a day and find shit to buy. Um, and that's that's been probably the good part, right? I think from a collect, collection perspective, I've scaled pretty well. Only um, nine, but also, hey. My phone tells me that I, I, am, I have nine hours screen time, which means it's on nine hours a day, literally scrolling through fucking Facebook and eBay and Gumtree and insulting people. And What's it like shit. knowing that you're the, you're the oldest person on Instagram? Second. I'm the second oldest person. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. Uh, what's it like knowing that you're the oldest active person on Instagram? Okay. I don't post myself on there. Uh, hey, come on. Walt Simonson po- posted today. He's like 68. It wasn't him. It was his fucking 24-year-old daughter, right? <laughs> Taking uh, a photo of him drinking wine. Probably. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, we haven't talked about you yet because I know I've... I've I wasn't actually Mike and I had the conversation for a while there that we weren't sure whether you were dead or not. Um, <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we actually we thought Alana was, you know, doing like a weekend at Bernie's sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, look, I, I was working, I've been working my ass off, like work related work. It's, it's been pretty busy, but at the same time, I do find a good distraction in, in alcohol and burning meat on the fire. So, um, You're burning meat, it's, yeah. It's, it's, There's it's tablets been for good. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cream. <laughs> uh, so, so, but, but, but aside of that, like, I think my pull list, just my monthly comics have been, it's probably doubled over the past year, purely because I've got so much more time to read. So I go and look for shit to read. And um, yeah, obviously, Trying to trying to buy as much as possible from the local shops is always a good thing. I, fi- I find a lot of that. The, I find a lot of the stuff that I used to enjoy is just boring as fuck. Yeah, but at the same time, a lot of new stuff excites me, so that's good. Touching on that because I think we do need to talk about comics and obviously collectibles and like really like actually have like conversations. How long? Because like I've I've done what you've done, which is I- I'm trying to support the local store more. I you know and buy more comics give more things a chance yeah how many issues do you generally give like a series a chance before you remove it from your pool list i i think for me i'm i'm a lot more forgiving on non-dc marvel stuff when it's dc and marvel and they don't deliver after four issues or so i'm just like fuck that yeah yeah Yeah. i generally give it about six if i don't if i'm not like invested at at the but, end of that, on DC and Marvel, I'm done. Also, shit needs to pass the sniff test. Like, it could be good quality. Like, Brian Michael Bendis started writing Justice League, right? 
and from the first issue, it just it's got corporate comics, the flavor of bureaucracy written all over it. The way yeah. the teams assemble, the the number of people in the team, who's in the team, the diverse yeah. culture and the it's ethnic representation, and it's like follow the formula. It's like I don't want to read definitely. the United Nations booklet. I want to read a comic about superheroes. So this I don't I don't care about like, why you think this is justified. And he's trying to explain why it's justified, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, I think, um, so yeah, I think I'll ruffle some feathers by saying this, but I think Brian Michael Benders now is the corporate comic maker. He, oh, of like, course, of course, put his name him, if Jim Lee, him, Jeff you... Johns, like they all very yeah, much, yeah. Just, like, and I yeah. think they all have the potential though. If you if you give them free reign where they don't have an editor telling them over the first, yeah, next, absolutely, absolutely, they all have they all get a brief like over the next six issues, we want these people to be established in the team, we want him to yeah. almost die, but he can't die because he's doing something else somewhere else. That's it, yeah, and he's got to write a story around that. I feel fucking sorry for him as a writer to do that, yeah. But again, Ryan Michael Bendis, good shit, yeah. right? Like, yeah, like Scarlet's amazing. Like all, all these indie stuff where he's got free reign yeah. to actually be creative and deliver outcomes is really good. But trying to tie him Powers down and then awesome. force him, hey, Powers yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. And then it, it, it's just yeah, for me, it it's a challenge because you you like thinking about the fact that he's a good writer, but then you read it and you're disappointed. You know what I mean? And and that yeah. pisses me off. So so there's a lot of books like that that I've kind of given up on. Or I'm it's, still buying them but not reading them. Yeah, that's the which thing happens as well. Lot. Like I I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Like, so I would say for uh Miles Morales, I'm up to date. I read that as yep. soon as it comes out. I've really enjoyed what Saladin Armand has done writing Miles. I've yep. enjoyed it. And the art's good, Much eh? more. The art's And the good. art is good. Yeah. Like, the art is good. But, and I never thought that I would say this ever, I'm enjoying Miles Morales much more than I'm enjoying The Amazing Spider-Man. But they're being safe with Peter Parker as a character. They are. They right? definitely so, are. But, but with, it's with hard Miles, to see. With Miles, they are now, to be honest with you, they are now where Spider-Man was in 1968, where he's developing yeah. as a character and the villains are being introduced and they're giving him challenges. Yeah. And and that's what's exciting about reading it. But it, when you read Spider Man, it's cut and paste from what worked previously, and yeah, working toward an outcome that will set up a next storyline. Whereas I think that what they need to do is realize that Nick Spencer knows Spider Man and knows what he's doing, yeah, and trust him a little bit yeah. more, and stop doing this fortnightly comic. Like we don't need fortnightly Spider Man. To be fair, we don't. We probably don't need a fortnightly comic for any series. But they're all doing that, though. They're all taking I know their they are, but like, right? You know, it is boring as fuck. I think they're it's, just pushing yeah, quantity. Exactly. That's what they're doing. So we're getting these filler issues where, in all honesty, if you had to write down, break down in bulletin, like bullet points what happened in that issue, it's fuck all. And you might see that a snippet of the main villain of that storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. And I'm going like, I don't want to fucking read that. I've spent yeah. eight dollars, somewhere between six and eight dollars on that issue. Like, I don't yeah. want. Yeah, shit. but not just that, right? And, and sorry, Ben, I'm really going to bore you to death with this. But what I've realized with Detective Comics and Justice League and 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 Spider Man, they many of them resort to the fact that they have a 15 page story with a backup story because they can't push biweekly. They can't push fortnightly stories, right? And yeah. they they yeah. can't produce it fast enough. So they've got 
smaller, less content that's relevant to you wanting to continue buying it with exactly. like, like a little bit of dessert on the side saying, we hope you also like this. <laughs> and yeah, sure. like, I feel like we're getting like you, more You kiss ads. my cheek, yet you finger my ass. It's, it's yeah. That's what it feels when like. Does, when does like these sort of too. series become like the Phantom? You know what I mean? Like, oh, they already it, like that. They're, 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 they're yeah. all like that. They've just got money behind them. That's all. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's painful. Like, I remember talking to Neville sometime during when the new 52 was happening and I can't remember what series I was reading and I remember messaging Neville and just going like, I cannot believe that I've now passed back to back four pages of ads in a comic yeah, book. Yeah. I'm like, where in like, where in the world should that be allowed? Like it shouldn't like, I understand they need to make money. They need to put ads and all this sort of stuff. But if I'm getting four back-to-back pages of ads, there's something seriously fucking wrong. Do you remember the half-page ads that DC did, where they had oh. half a half a story and at the How bottom of disgusting was that? Sneakers ad, yeah. Yeah. Are they like, still oh. for like sea monkeys and shit, or have they moved on since then? <laughs> no, they're for chocolate <laughs> bars and like fucking product ranges. Like Marvel loved <laughs> releasing re- wristwatches. There's a new fucking wristwatch every month. Yeah, really. at the moment it's like the tag how uh, Captain America watch with yeah. it's made out of like real vibranium. And so shit. literally, it's in our ads. It's in our ads. Yeah, they're making is. money. And that's all it is. They're yeah. like, we'll take we'll take your money on different swim lanes. There's eight lanes mm-hmm. on the pool. We'll take your mm-hmm. comic money. We'll take your movie money. We'll take your shoe money, and we'll take your watch money. We'll just take yeah. you to different yeah. ways. And I think comics at the moment isn't lane seven anymore. It's not the best lane to be in. Mm, comics no. is like a supplementary that's... lane that feeds other lanes for Marvel and DC. Whereas, and this is why, if you had to look at the top 50 comics selling in the past years, it's not the DCs and the Marvels anymore. Like readers are being clued up to the fact that, you know, you get quality content from quality creators at Boom Studios and IDW and Image. And, and all of a sudden, these are becoming the best best selling books. And I think I was going to, I wanted to chat about this anyway. So it's it's the fact that, you know what, you get the, the um, Department of Truths and Something's Killing the Children comics yeah. and and anthology books like Silver Coin. And there's a lot of things happening out there that excite me about the medium, but it's not by DC or Marvel anymore. And I always wonder, like, 50 years from now, will they be the modern age keys? Will they be the the first appearance I of think Flash so. and I the think first appearance will. of... Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I do. their print yeah. runs aren't as significant, although I guess... From a collectability and a value perspective, they'll never peak the way the comics peak, the way we see them now. The bronze and the, yeah. the silver age are peaking because in 1963, nobody rushed to slab Spider-Man 1 when it came on the shelves. Exactly. Whereas now, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and I actually checked this yesterday. I think it was Oblivion and something is killing the children. There's 1,400 to 1,700 slabs, of which 1,000 is 9 plus. It tells you that yeah, it's lopsided. The 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 high value rare yeah. comics are all fucking mint. Like, yeah, they, there's too much going around. There's literally mm. three thousand amazing fantasies on censors, but there's three thousand yeah. number ones of something killing the children. Number ones. Well, the, and and I think that's where it's going to. So they'll be never thing, they'll never be three million dollar comics, but they'll be no, they rails. They'll be fifty thousand dollar comics. Look, if, and, if we strain a territory that I'm familiar with. No, no one, no one kept Star Wars shit in its packaging in 1977. Kind of shit. Yeah, it's all, yeah. it's all unopened. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's all open and stuff like that. That's what makes 
you know, uh, Luke Skywars 12 back worth however many thousands of dollars it is now. That's what makes a He-Man, you know, an unpunched He-Man worth a couple of grand. Um, It's it's really about scarcity. But that's the thing is that that everyone is aware. It's demand plus scarcity, right? It's a little triangle. Demand, scarcity, appeal. Three things. I think... At the same time, we're going to get what will happen is I think you're 100% right, Neville, in the way of going like the, the those books, you know, something is killing the children, you know, other books that have like hit it off will be the grails in 50 years time where people are se- seeking them out. Because I do think to some way and to some extent, Marvel and DC won't have the same impact that they they'll do fight for, now. They'll fight for relevance, and, right? And I think and so they'll go out. Yeah, uh, look, I, 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 I'm not saying every title yeah. will go out. Like, Young Avengers is proving itself to be the modern grail for 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 um, of model grail, modern grail of the past ten years for Marvel. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ultimate Fallout Four, um, Edge of Spider Verse, or sorry, Into the Spider Verse, or whatever it's called. No, but Edge of Spider Verse. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's so many of them that will still be up there, but. They won't. They won't dominate and be as prominent as they are from the Bronze no. Age. And, and I think age. what we'll find as well too, though, is I think that these people seeking these books, not to say that they're not already these people, but these people now seeking these books will be the ones that are collecting that want the best that they can have. Yeah. You know, regardless of price point, because in it, at the end of the day, like you, I think you touched on a little bit, getting that Ultimate Fallout issue four. As a 9.8, let's say in 50 years' time, let's just say hypothetically it's a 20-grand book or something like that in 50 years' time, is still much more attainable than getting a, you know, a 0.5 Amazing Fantasy 15 or True. much because, more attainable. Because there's only 100 a, of them. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. But in saying that, I think what we'll find is that quality will, will prevail over quantity that when that person is hunting that grail, when they're looking for that first appearance of Miles Morales, they're looking for that 9.8. They're not They're not going to settle for an 8.5 or lower. They're going for that 9.8. So what will happen is I think we'll find that the decline in slabbing lower-grade books, we'll see an increase like we are now. Like, And I think you would know talking to Halo and all that. We're seeing, I, and I see the comments in Grayleys, how often someone says, do I crack this and do I press it? I will get this press and slabbed and all this sort of thing because they're, they're going for that higher uh, grade knowing that that's what everyone's aiming for now. That's what they want and that's what it is. Like, I mean, like, tell us your question, Neville. Oh, Let's but it's say, return on investment on that. Yeah, right? You spend 80 it, bucks and you gain I mean, 400 in value or whatever. How much extra for, like, let's say we'll use Miles Morales, first appearance of Miles Morales is the answer. Um, there's a 9.8 for sale and there's a 9.6. What price increase are you willing to pay without batting an eyelid to get that 9.8? You know, and it's that sort of thing that I think is going to come up. I wouldn't pay for it because i got three. <laughs> All right. Well, come on, Mr. <laughs> Neville. I've got two. Like, I'm pretty happy with two. Like, but... <laughs> Um, no, no, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying, and so I think that's. What I, I think be. I think it's a it's a tough pull to swallow, but at the same time, smart collectors won't buy on the peak. Nobody was nobody will. Oh, no, no, no. Few people will want to go spend three grand on a nine point eight now, knowing there's 
a thousand near mint copies lying around. All you need to do is buy a near mint copy for a thousand bucks, spend a hundred to grade it, and you've got a three thousand comic. Voila. Like it, it's gotta be somebody it, it's gotta be somebody who just wants the e the instant gratification of owning a nine point eight. Um but there is also something rewarding of buying something for eight hundred nine hundred bucks as near mint, getting it pressed, getting it signed, and then then getting a nine point eight. Yeah, 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 like yeah, Chad yeah, Smith, yeah. Chad Smith had a mail call yesterday, nine point eight signed by Bagley, right? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's a three and a half thousand dollar book. And he didn't pay three and a half grand for it, that's for sure. Mm. Um so there's there's a degree of uh, there's a degree of the instant satisfaction and the willingness to pay for it, or it's the, the the gradual scale to get there, which is for me probably more fun. So I'd I'd much rather do that. Um, and as much as much as like I like a, my nine point eight. No, I mean, are there people are there people that are they're their grails? You know, because I think of grails. I think you know what does what does yeah it's it's, it's yeah yeah it's the, if you think about the grail of your collection in in the concept yeah. of this is this is the the crown of your collection. That's fine. Mm. Like, you know what? Yeah, then yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But don't buy it thinking you're going to buy a boat in five years because you got it and yeah, and that's and overpaid yeah. I mean, because that's not what you should be doing with it. Whereas, yeah. like, I definitely, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy to say that the majority of the slabs that I own or the keys that I own, I own because I want to own them, not for the sake of flipping not for the sake of you know making a profit off it if for whatever reason it comes down that track and i have to do it then so be it but i mean like my grail in my collection is uh fantastic 448 mm. and to my knowledge to this day i can't imagine a reason how i would ever part for it, like part with it like mm. ever like i don't care but that's if good that that's good yeah your motivations, is. your motivations, true though, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what makes it so nice. I mean, so many other people would have an opposite view of, you know, trying to flip it for a higher grade or trying to flip it for a different book, and they just see it as a commodity. And when you see it as a commodity, yeah. that's when it becomes a risk. Um, yeah. I do it. Fuck, everybody does it. But if you don't know what you're doing, it becomes a bigger risk, right? You're, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that. Leading 50 years time from now, I'll be dead, so it won't matter. But, um, oh, come on, you're going to be I, carrying me and me and Ben around in like one of those double prams <laughs> to the park, changing yeah. our nappies. Um, or we have like, squeeze, actually, like squeeze bottles of water, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that what Neville said is 100% accurate. We're going to have the modern keys now, will be more sought after. But I don't think that people are going to be like placated by lower grades. I don't think that, I think we're going to get to a point where people are going to refuse to grade. Like they won't bother. Like if I got an eight point. Oh, do you, you think, know, do you think, I think there's a different, different motivation when it comes to speculation. There are so many people that rush to grade books that comes out on Wednesday and they'll grade yeah. eight copies. They'll get them all, all fast tracked, all slab yeah. in the hopes that they increase. And they'll flip six and hold on to two or three, and they'll be like, "Oh, let's see if this goes anywhere." And that's the pump and dump mentality. And I think, you know, twenty years from now, again, if we we're talking about looking into the future, twenty yeah. years from now, thirty years from now, forty years from now, 
where where we currently go to garage sales and then it's short box or a dude with a with a crate of comics, you're going to see slabs like that. There's going to be literally there must be ten thousand slabs a month coming out of CBCS yeah, yeah, yeah. and CGC yeah, 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 of yeah. worthless fucking comics, three dollar comics that's bought on speculation and getting slabbed because somebody wants a nine point eight. So we're going to get those five dollar right. slabs in you know like twenty plus yeah. years time. My I, I'm hundred percent hundred percent sure. Yeah, I think that, you're right. That they'll be as common as fucking. I don't know. Unslapped almost. You yeah. know, like yeah, what do you think the guys do in these in these grading houses? Just as a question, right? When they get when they get a comic that was published two weeks ago and they, they see it land on their desk for grading. They laugh and they, and they take the money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just go bang, move it on, you know? No. Oh uh, well, yeah. And then there's not no. gonna be the same grading processes you're grading a nah, freaking because the care factor is zero like they yeah. know that comic's not going to go anywhere so the, the 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 value of actually the return investment of actually paging through it and making sure it's perfect is irrelevant <laughs> yeah. so all you do is you chuck it in mylar and you put it in plastic and you send it off right um now combine this conversation with my conversation from a year ago where i'm saying like there's useless and irrelevant variants hitting the market for the sake of it, where DC prints A and B covers for common com- common comics. It's the same thing. Like people rush to to grade both A and B in case it's <laughs> in case one of them becomes good, right? Or one in ten becomes good, and all of a sudden the motivation there's two like there's two motivations. I do that. And a lot of people do that because they like the cover or they like the creator. That's fine. But if you do it because you think it's going to peak in value and you're going to make a million bucks, it's the worst fucking idea ever. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all of a sudden, you're going to you're gonna sit on, oh, maybe if you're lucky, it'll be worth 150 or 180 in today's market. Yeah, 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 but you're yeah, going to yeah. sit on 100, 180 slabs that you might sell 10% of in the long run. If is- you're lucky. Like, I mean, like, I'm not going to go and rush out and buy an 8.0 copy of Department of Truth issue one. Like, as soon as it's over X amount of dollars, I don't care enough to do that. Yeah. One, I I look at it and go, like, if I'm going to buy a slab of a modern comic, I'm not going to go for something that low grade. I'm like, why shouldn't Department of Truth be 9.6 upwards, like, at the very lowest be 9.6? Yeah. I'm not going to pay for an 8.0. Unless I get it like ridiculously yeah, cheap, exactly. Unless so, you get it on, and, on on the show, yeah. Right? And it's just like it gets to the point <laughs> now that like people are greedy. They're wanting to flip. They're buying based on speculation, which is common. It's always happened, and and yeah. it will always happen. And look, it's part but, of the market. Like I don't, I don't. Like grading and slabbing shouldn't be yeah. the be all end all with yeah. every fucking comic. Like I'm keen. I've got if, a... if I have a key. And it's unslabbed, but I get it at a good price, and I get it. At, then it's I'm happy to go get it slabbed myself. You know, like yeah. I'm not going to pay extra for that slab though. Like we're buying yeah. it off eBay. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to add a, a variable into this conversation, right? Um, we're talking about the what ifs of 2020 or 2040 or 2050. Like, what yeah, would yeah, the yeah. growls be of the past 10 years? in 20 or 30 years now tried and tested that the reason things are grails now and the, the reason books are have appeal now is because it's relevant now yeah things pick up value now because they're relevant. whether it's yeah, 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 whether yeah, it's yeah, internals yeah. whether it's um you know 
master of kung fu, whether it's She Hulk, whether it's whatever it is, right? Um, it's still relevant. What I th- struggle to think is how could stories that's got to start and an end to it, like something is killing the children or Department of Truth or Invincible, how will they be relevant in 40 years? Because they would have ended and people would stop caring. Walking yeah, Dead, I think- Walking Dead peaked and it's going down. Like, and it's going down, yeah, 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 yeah. I think what we're going to see now, though, is I think the grails of now over the last, I'm going to say like two or three years, are going to be, I don't want to say the wrong term, but we're going to see the the books where they have really sh- sh- like shone a light on like characters of colour, characters of different orientation. Yeah, but that's, again, now I'm going to throw, I'm going to say yeah. that that'll be Marvel and DC in my opinion. Yeah, but, but but indie comics, indie comics, yeah. their relevance will be dependent, or, or their value will dependent on how relevant yeah. the story is in forty years. And regardless of what character you in there, how do you appeal to somebody on a story of a slasher in twenty twenty? Yeah. Uh, you you don't have that immortality of a character that's a superhero or a god yeah. when you're reading indie comics. Indie comics are indie comics because they are fucking gritty. And real, and they they have a beginning and an end, and you're like, what the fuck? It's like watching Breaking Bad or watching. Yeah, uh, I think I think of anarchy. Interject here, yeah. There's they're not nearly as formulaic as the big comic houses yeah. would produce, right? Yeah. But but yeah. but from there, from diversity, right? That that's where where you get new trends. You don't get new trends from 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 the the main houses just doing what they do. So uh, if you look at um, you know. Um, Laird Eastlake, uh, Eastman. Uh, you look at uh, that bolt from, you know, that that thunderbolt that comes from nowhere. Mm. And because how many how many TMNT number ones were they they produced? That's like what a, a thousand, two thousand, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's okay. this scarcity there. And who the who the hell would predict that? There's a couple of dudes doing stuff in their garage. Let's buy their shit because it's going to be worth yeah. tens of thousands of dollars one day. Yeah, I think that's probably where you get your modern grails from. It won't come from these places that are publishing tens of thousands of versions of them. Yeah, yeah, with fifty covers, they're getting- and they're all racing to be slabs. Yeah, but for me, you know, if I was an unscrupulous <laughs> yeah. uh, either distributor or even a comic book store, I'd be doing my own slabbing. You know, which is guaranteed from the publisher. Get stuck in a slab. No one's touched it. Because you don't have to check the book. You're just chucking it in an acrylic slab. You could probably get mass produced on Alibaba for three bucks. It yeah. won't have a label on it, but it might just have a seal that can't be broken, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's slabbing. Because what does slabbing cost these days? Including like, like 80, bucks? Oh. 80 bucks? Oh, 80 starting, bucks? Starting point's about yeah. 65. Um, yeah. But US-wise, it's, yeah, it's your soul because it takes seven months and... Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just thinking of modern keys. If if they like, you showed me a packet before. There, what was that spawn? It kind of was a slab, you know. Oh yeah, but look, it's this is yeah. That was the a pedigree. It's called the pedigree collection. I've got number two thousand eight hundred eighty-eight of I don't know how many, but it's also it's, it's not that pedigree. It's flimsy plastic, <laughs> yeah. but it's still yeah. sealed. I mean, it's still sealed from the day it was published and right? then and so, then what you'll have to do in 10 years time 
is send that slab off to get graded to see how good the original slab was. <laughs> <laughs> you have to slab the slab. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of like what we do yeah. with um, like figures, you know, with AFA yeah. grading. Yeah. Where you've got, okay, there's the, the figure inside, which is mint, but then is the card unpunched? Is the bubble intact? <laughs> However way you cut it, like I think the collection landscape and collectability landscape is changing significantly and the new players will become the grails of the future. But the long longevity will depend on how relevant they stay. Because the the reason why Marvel and DC is relevant is the characters still appeal to people, whether they're sixty or eighty years old, right? And yeah. I, I I think indie comics are geared towards having a a a relevant story that's got a start and an end. It might be rehashed and restarted and rebooted in. TV continuity um, over the next few years, but it won't have that longevity. You don't have oh, the. Yeah. Sure. Look, it's it, things need to have an emotional connection, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So you know because you know it, it's that old adage about the heart and the head. The head will tell you that if you buy this modern comic, you know that you're kind of into at the moment. <clears throat> It'll go up in value if you get slabbed at 1.8. You might make a few hundred bucks on it. And and then it really, it's almost like trading in cryptocurrency, isn't it? It's, it's so vulnerable to these ebbs and flows. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the the long enduring things, you think of the things that that, that always have this sort of staying power and are, are less vulnerable to, to market downturns other things that people are, are really emotionally connected to. So that's yeah. like, you know, um, look at He-Man figures, Star Wars figures. You look at the the Bronze Age uh, yeah. keys, the, uh, a sort of, you know, uh, people. But, but do, you think, do you think that's also because of the fact that they've been able to, whether you agree with it or not, reinvent themselves and progress themselves? Even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the Nickelodeon relaunches and everything else, right? They they appeal to a younger market that's not you but they main, they maintain the ability to stay relevant yeah yeah, yeah. i think right? so I think same so, same with teenage, putting... same, same with e-man like there were so many fucking babies crying foul about revelation which is the first yeah. chapter in the longest story and they're like oh yeah. it's lefty and sexist like who gives a fucking shit just enjoy the show right yeah but at the same time like the reason they are and and we're calling out the exceptions in the market but call out things that were as big during that time when turtles are big. Like think about um, what's the other one? Micromice from Mars. Think about um, street sharks, street sharks. There were so many other shows that faded into obscurity because they couldn't stay relevant. Like I remember mass crusaders. I remember um, there were quite like bionic six. There were quite a lot of them. They were big in their day, but they weren't able to, maintain appeal and they weren't able to reinvent themselves to stay relevant even fucking what's it captain planet it came yeah. and gone right um yeah. and i think in no, the no, same I sense I agree with that. and but i think I in the same sense the majority of the comics that are have appeal now and have demand now have a peak and they're going to have a trough and they're going to fade away and they'll be a nice to have down the road like ronan was or a lot of the 90s comics that that people were really a really obsessed about that just kind of became irrelevant yeah for sure i mean this is all about trying to predict market influences and market trends isn't it you know and we we, we can all be right and uh, a lot of the time we'll be wrong 
because you know um it's much easier to predict what could be wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> than what's going to be right <laughs> i think so i think so but you know like i said the enduring things are the things that you grew up with as a kid and who knows like like our our kids aren't growing up with the same shit now well my oh, kids are we now. don't even know the yeah. shit they're growing up with but no 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 but they're, they'll be big right and and so much of it is online now you know it's like you know they'll be talking about roblox when they're 30 I, years I, I, I look forward to like, yeah, the bluey HBO show where he's dark and gritty and fucking kills other dogs and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's hitting the cat next door and shit like that. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for, uh, what's the train, the English train cunt? <laughs> Thomas? Thomas the train. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. I'm waiting for you to <laughs> make The English train cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I right, back that picture that remember I posted that a while ago. Oh, don't even talk about that fucking picture. <laughs> Do you see hey, hey, talking about comebacks? Do you see Smurfs is back again? Smurfs is back with a premier movie. But how many people care though? How many people care? Like even Sonic the Hedgehog, which was massive in the nineties, struggled, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I well, think that's because they enough. fucked up his head. Did you see his head? Yeah. His <laughs> head they, like, but they obviously didn't struggle enough. There's a second movie coming out, so yeah. Yep. Low hanging fruit, man. There's low hanging fruit. But uh, lowest common denominator. Yeah. It's like playing like, soccer. You do- know what? You know, we talk about the, the times we're in. You know, you know, you know what I think at the moment. Um from an entertainment point of view. just passed. Are you having a conniption, Mike? <laughs> it's like how, like under the radar, everyone just like slips that in there, like so it's like lowest common denominator, like soccer. Oh, <laughs> Everybody um, can play well, soccer with a round ball. It's easy. Yeah, that's it. It's very predictable. It's yeah. very predictable. You don't have the to score. The behavior of the ball is predictable. You don't even have to yeah, score. You, you can, you can just hang out. 100% it. 90 minutes of no one scoring. I'm good yeah. at that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a TV yeah. show about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I would, love, I would love them to play soccer, but with a football. All the same rules. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to play soccer, but with like a medicine ball instead. Like, I think that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> or just, an, you know, not not even a football because that even has it, it, it too much predictability. An egg, an inflated egg, <laughs> <laughs> a chocolate but egg. Something inside it, so it's weighed down. It goes. It's like a bop. You can use one of those bop it like. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this is the credit of our podcast or the downfall, but we've gone. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from collectability of comics to playing soccer with a medicine ball. That's <laughs> great. You know what? We're fucking done. We've become sellouts that we've even mentioned a sport on this fucking podcast. Yeah. We're a sports so podcast. Don't bring those sporty people into this. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag sports and adventures <laughs> in this podcast. Sports and adventures. <laughs> we descend in the world of sports commentary. Um, um, I was going to say, we talk about golden age. You know what I think we're in a golden age yet now of it is of TV. No, oh man, don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it rankles me that someone can earn two hundred million bucks for kicking a ball round. You know, and a round ball at that. Yeah, a round ball at that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, 
Yeah, that's why I think we should inflict the egg-shaped ball upon them and see how fucking good you are then, Ronaldo. Um, and also, how do you run with a broken foot? Yes. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I want to see. Dirty bird. Other than there's like, it's just normal soccer, but with landmines. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like a family guy. Let's not be stupid, Mike. I think they should just be airbags, like, <laughs> that are deployed. Like an airbag that just blows them up just a, a couple of metres off the ground, you know? It's just so good. I'd pay to watch that sport. It'd become my favorite sport. Airbag soccer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, guys. We all we all know it's going to be lingerie airbag soccer. Yes. <laughs> no, but you run now. No playing though. Like, but in lingerie, you have to step directly on it, right? And you can't see where they are. And it's like there's like six of them on the field. No more. No, 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 no. Six <laughs> no, line. No, 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 no. You want just like soccer. You want the anticipation of when someone's... You don't want people stepping on landmines all the time. You just, you just want them to step on a landmine every 15 minutes or so. So, like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was saying, I digress. Shush. Shush, Mike. It's it's the golden age of um, of streaming television at the moment. If you see the shit that come out now, the amount of money that they're pumping in to, to buy your views, you know, yeah, we've got some amazing stuff coming up now, and it's it, it's almost like it, it's like a wet dream for for so many people when you think about okay, well, couch potatoes. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a couch um, potato. Wet and, dream. You know, it was all it was all born from Game of Thrones. You know where they take this and it became epic. And I know, you know, they completely fucked it up in the last season. Everyone can agree on that. But and then you know, all of these companies are like, oh. Oh, literary works. Let's take these fantasy and science fiction literary works and turn them into um, epic miniseries. So, do you see they're doing Game of Thrones now? So, you know, yeah. uh, the Robert Jordan one? Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for another 12 hours of fucking hobbits walking. So, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Calm well, down, fucking Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> like, he's, he's about to turn around and go, even the trees walk. I, I, fell, I, lit, I fell asleep in the cinema. I was stoned, <laughs> but I fell asleep in the cinema <laughs> watching those movies. It's, but it's no good. There's nothing. I think, there I think we can attest to the, uh, the, the success of those movies uh, means that not everyone is like you, Neville. Um, Game of Thrones, just things to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you know what? Avatar also proves that I'm not wrong. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean if I don't like the commonality that a movie like that represents that I'm not right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like yeah. Avatar. Oh, I get you. Fuck you, James Cameron. But you could be surprised. Um, uh, Foundation is also coming out. That's on Apple TV. So um, uh, Asimov's seminal work. Um, and that that they've stuck a, a shitload of money into it. That's what I like is, is just, like, they might fuck it up, but at least the, the first thing is that they're starting with handsome budgets to be able to deliver these these projects, you know? Yeah. So, I'll give you my handsome budget. Yep. Two quarts of saliva every week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neville's on fucking eBay right now as we're recording. Look at him. Yeah, I, just, I just put in a bed. I just put in a bed. I'm okay. I'm good. I can fucking tell. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. We just spent the last five minutes talking about Smurfs because we knew that you weren't listening. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. I know, man. I think I think it's a brave new world out there, and it's probably not a world for us in terms of no. what's got appeal and collectability. The way the way people are flipping fucking Pokemon cards, that's it's just out of the world, and I don't get it. NFTs, I don't get it. I think we should get people on the call, on the podcast, to tell me and explain to me what the appeal is of buying digital NFT comics on a site that's a variant of a comic from 80 years ago and why it's worth $5,000. There is, there is so many worlds of, of bizarre collecting that we're not even, we're not even aware of. The digital world, that staggers me. You know, whether it's um, unique weapons in CSGO or whether it's a hat in Team Fortress 2, the fact that people are paying thousands of dollars for things that are made up of a binary code and a binary yeah. code yeah. only, yeah. you know? And it's That's gone if your laptop point. crashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you think you own it, but but wear that hat to the shops, motherfucker. I want you to uh, <laughs> I want you to slab my ultra rare Fortnite outfit. I'll slap it. A... <laughs> <laughs> slap it. Slap <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Those like Nika com uh, Nika figures and stuff like that from um um uh you know like boutique Batman. runs and things. Yeah. Well, look, I, I thought I I, I realised that they'd done because my kids are into TF two now, and I thought yeah. I'll have a look at what these these figures are worth. Oh bloody hell, you know through the roof, and they would have been like twenty five bucks each when they yeah. came out. Yeah, look, yeah. we're talking about a world where people pay hundreds of dollars for ushis so i think people have money to burn <laughs> and we don't always understand it. it it is what it is i just i just prefer to try and understand the component of of uh expenditure that i'm i'm uh <laughs> i'm more uh, in agreement with than understanding we, of. we just don't we don't belong here to be fair yeah. it's yep. not our world anymore you know the day chris cornell died i'm like no nah, i'm old yeah, I agree. That same day, I was like, "Yep, yeah, you know what? There's nothing." I've graduated to be the guy who talks about young people and the things that I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, triple, I'm a young person. Triple J one hundred, one hundred, just proves to me oh. that I'm not relevant. That music doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Exactly. I mean, the fact that you got Triple J playing like dance music, I'm like, this isn't the Triple J that I knew. What are you doing? Yeah. And he, um, that's the youngest guy on our podcast saying that, Ben. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The 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 fact that no one seems to give a shit about physical media at all anymore. Uh, I think I think it's lack of understanding. Uh, when when but like it, it'll make a comeback. But I hope so because like I remember working in the city when I first started working in the city. I'd get on the train in the morning, and every single person would have a newspaper. Every mm. single person would be reading the newspaper or have a book or something like that. You get on the train now, like for like the morning commute, staring at their everyone phones. has like everyone's just staring at their phones, everyone's on tablets, they're doing all that, and it's just like wow, like it's a different, different thing. And it is it is convenient, right? But at the same time, when the internet's down or your phone's dead, only the only thing you have left is spitting in your hand. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, that, that works with some, obviously. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, when I think, um, I've already said we should slab comics as they come out from the distributor. Next thing is the gym train. It's a gym. <laughs> one carriage. Jeez. 
And you can That'd work be out the dirtiest fucking gym in the world. Oh man, I couldn't They'll imagine. all have one Benji with a shirt off, just doing pull-ups. Yes. They would all have <laughs> one Mikey Two Shoes taking the Night Rider train home after a concert, thinking that he can do chin-ups while pissing up against the train door. Like that's a hundred percent happening, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, not a good idea. I'd all right, guys, um, we're in an hour and a half here. I'm going to wrap it up. Because we're talking about <laughs> doing pull-ups in a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only just started, man. I've got so much. I've got so much pent up in me. I need to. All right. I need to distribute to the world. Let's um, do it again next Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday right. nights and ears, man. Right. I love week drinking as well. Oh, so. it's a good. It's a good escape. Like we get to do this, and we publish it, and people listen by the weekend. It's going to be good. I, I think I like the trend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome uh, catching up, guys, and I hope hope everyone out there as well. So yeah, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah. All the best to fucking the the Quakers and the rioters and everybody else. But yep, um, except the guys from Western Australia. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you and your freedoms. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Mikey. Uh, Enjoy well. night. Have a good one. Bye. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball, enjoy, and as always, provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We'd love it. Thanks, guys.